Hey, Lacey. Hey. What has been the highlight of your week so far? Oh, today's my daughter's second birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. I gave her a um, balance bike, the kind of bicycle that doesn't have wheel. I mean, doesn't have pedals on it. So she learned how to balance and steer and she is not good at it. Oh. And she didn't like the balance bike. Oh. Not yet anyways, but I think she will. I like how you added that yet on there. That's right. I got an open mindset. I think the best part of my week so far is that, I'm not sure if you saw this, but Grammarly, this is going to be so lame, Grammarly now is in a beta that runs on Google Docs, and I was so excited when I saw that. Ooh, that is really good to know. That's so lame. It pales in comparison to your daughter's second birthday. Well, that's okay. Everything pales in comparison to my daughter. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Sorry, listeners. So I asked Kendra to press record on the recording device, and she has no idea what we're about to talk about today. This is a surprise podcast. It is. So today, I wanted to talk about stand-up meetings. Are you familiar? I feel like, so maybe, when I, at my last coaching, no, two coaching jobs ago, when I was at an elementary school, we used to have some stand-up faculty meetings where people would just go into the, the media center, and we would have like a quick five, 10 minute faculty meeting or something. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, kind of. So I have been spending some time in faculty meetings and grade level meetings and department meetings with uh, different schools that I work at. And I notice similarities in all of them. And the first thing is that people are sitting down, which that's not a bad thing necessarily. That's kind of normal. Uh, the second thing is that when people sit down, they open up their computers. And or they bring their pile of stuff to grade. Yes. Yeah. And they immediately start doing all of the million other things that are on teachers' minds, like checking off these to-do lists and not giving their attention to the meeting. And that is not their fault. Um, I guess another reason why I want to talk about stand-up meetings today is because you've been in a lot of meetings too, Kendra. Um what percentage of meetings would you go to that you felt like at least half of the information could have been emailed? Uh, so, which I guess why I'm asking is if teachers are bringing work to do during your meeting, they're anticipating that. Yeah. Then the question is, well, why, why are they doing that? It's because the things that are being said in the meeting are not necessarily worth their attention. Right. And so So it's cyclical. Yeah. And I feel like that mostly happens with recurring meetings yeah like if you say we're going to meet on Fridays in the morning right people feel like oh well if we have this on the calendar we best meet on Fridays in the morning right even if there's nothing to nobody's going to question why are we meeting which is so annoying I mean no it's not good I know I like Kendra and I are looking at each other like there's a meeting that we have to go to tomorrow that's right if you could see our eyes rolling they're trying to fall out out our heads so here's the deal with stand-up meetings I think that it solves a lot of these problems and basically here's how it works you get your group of people and I've done this with 15 to 20 people so it can be a significant number like I don't know if this would work with a full staff of 90 or 100 people I've done this with a full staff of 90 or 100 people so maybe it would work but Um, With 15 or 20 people, you get into a common area, which is not one teacher's classroom. Because here's another problem. If we're talking about um, grade level meetings, 
why does it always have to be in the one teacher's classroom? Like, why, why is that one teacher's classroom better than another teacher's classroom? And well, does I that can say something? I can sort of answer this one. But, you, like, there's a feeling. Like, we know when we walk into there, like, are they the boss of us? Or Well, in some cases, I think they are sort of the quasi-boss. Like, if you, I think back, I was the team leader for a long time mm-hmm. at my school when I was a teacher. And I had to do so much other crappy work for it that I certainly did not get paid for. So right. I felt like my one payment was that I did not have to go elsewhere oh, that, for the well, meeting. that's true. Okay. So, all right, maybe that's not a horrible thing, but for stand-up meetings, I would suggest that you find a common area, which is like the hallway, basically not the one teacher's classroom that you're always in. And not only does it, is there this weird thing of like, it's it's my room and I am the leader and I'm the leader of this conversation and I have more maybe voice than, you know, you get just For you sure. get that yeah. impression. You do. But if you can put it into a common area, usually there's not desks for people to just walk it to and sit down at. Like right. automatically doing this in the hallway, there's nowhere to sit. Right. And I think also when you're doing it somewhere where you're having to stand up, People can't get on their like soapboxes and mm-hmm. go on and on and have these diatribes right. about nonsense or like if you're in the hallway, especially, and you know, kids are coming in like 10 minutes, right. you don't want to start complaining about nonsense when you have junk to do. Right. Okay. So step one, get everybody in a common area and get everybody standing up. Step two, set a timer for your allotted amount of time and whatever you're thinking in your head or whatever your last meeting was, just divide it in half. So let's automatically go with 15 minutes. So set your timer for 15 minutes and ask for one person to start. And it doesn't matter who it is. It could be you or it could be somebody else. And whoever it is just shares what on their mind for the good of the group and then you go around the circle and every person talks and so usually when you get to me I'm gonna not talk I, I mean I have a podcast so I like to I don't know that's you a bad do example like to talk. so some people don't like to talk or don't um, have something to contribute to the greater good at the moment and they can freely pass and just say pass I'm not interested I don't have anything to share and this makes your meeting super efficient because you've got a timer set, everybody's standing, nobody's looking at their computer or grading papers, everybody's on equal footing, so everybody feels like they are equals in the conversation. And so I know the administrators and everybody's wondering, well, what about when are we going to talk about the fire drill? And what about this other stuff? Well, the answer is you have part of that 15 minutes and you can't dominate your conversation. And if something isn't said in the meeting that needs to be shared, then the last thing that said is, okay, so everybody look for a follow-up email with all those things that I could have just emailed you, but I didn't. I was saving it till we met together that we didn't actually have to talk about and you actually could have just read it in an email. So it forces all of those things that don't need discussion to be put into a follow-up email. Right. I think that's such a good point that you just said, Lacey, that if it doesn't need a discussion, why are you doing it at a meeting? Right. Because like, it's, it's usually trying, just information to share. Right. Unless you're trying to reach consensus or having a discussion about something, that is information dissemination and that can happen in an email. However, I will challenge the administrators or whoever is sending all these emails, maybe rethink how you're sending them. Mm -hmm. If you're in the habit of sending emails that are like three or four paragraphs long of full on text, how else might you send that, that information? Maybe you could record a video. Maybe you could do an, like an infographic. Maybe you could do some sort of image. Don't keep sending the emails with a million words on it because the people are busy. They don't have time. They're so busy. Teachers are busy people, y'all. Respect their time. 
That's right. Um, okay, so let's end this short little podcast with a challenge for all of our listeners and for me and Kendra. Kendra, I'm going to challenge you as well for the Yee. next meeting that you're in. Oh, that's tomorrow. It is. It's tomorrow morning. Let's, um, listeners too, for the next meeting that you're in, tr- get them to stand up. Just try it. Get them to stand up in a common space. Somebody start the timer and say go. And if you don't want to say something, say pass. And then everything else gets emailed and just see how it goes. See if you feel more respected. See if you feel like you have more time during your planning period to do the things that you need to do and see if you feel like your voice has been heard when it gets to you. I love that. And if you have feedback to share about how your stand-up meeting went or if you have pictures from your stand-up meeting, we'd love to see them. So feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Together, we're at Two Tech Coaches and I'm at Tech and Teaching. And I am Tech Nerd LB. See y'all later. Bye.